Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to The Midpoint. Well, today is another family special episode. It's not Kenny, it's not Lois, so it can only be Ruben. Here by popular demand from him. Uh, actually, that's not fair. There are quite a few of you asking about teenage boys and midlife mums and midlife dads and, and the, the challenges that being a boy in today's world uh, poses and uh, wanting to have a listen to Ruben. So he is here. Hi, Ruben. Hello, Gabby. Uh, mum. Hey, mum. <laughs> uh, you do want to come on the midpoint. This is absolutely not... Well, I felt jealous. Everyone else had to go and I didn't. And I felt sort of left out. Maybe you know, maybe no one wanted to see me, but I felt like I, I deserved to say. <laughs> if Lois got to go, I thought I definitely deserved to go. Okay, well, you're here. And you're here on the precipice of adulthood. You're just weeks away from being 18 years old. And you are days away from leaving home mm -hmm. uh, to pursue your dream to be a rugby player. So this is a big, it's a big moment in your life. It's a big time in your life. Almost like a midpoint between you know, one part of my life and the other, some would say. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm quite excited. You know, I'm just sort of just trying to enjoy my final days as, in some sense, a child, you know, before I get my own house and have to do my own cleaning and all that sort of stuff that is truly oh. so scary. Well, we'll get to the scary stuff in just a moment. I just thought it was quite ironic that last night there was a typical Gabby and Ruben exchange happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm referring to. Do you mean takeaway gate? Takeaway cake. Yeah. Well, I, well, I had spoken to dad, and dad had said, "Yeah, get a takeaway. Just finish very level. Just finish school. Quite a big achievement." Some would say, "Not mum. No, no, no. Nothing. Nothing's excusable for a takeaway." So I took it my own hands, found a card. Which, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done, but I thought I'm getting, you know, getting so paid to. Let's so just explain I can... this. I, dad and I were away. I was working away last night. There was loads of food in the fridge. Plenty of things. There was there was salmon and salmon only. So I felt as if the only you know reasonable thing to do was to get a takeaway when there's salmon and eggs, and that's all you have. No, there was more than that. Anyway, um, and it was a classic you just bombarding me with messages. And when I you don't didn't reply, you, when you I don't called reply, me and then opened the messages just, for like three hours. We do have quite, um, I would say, we have quite a fiery relationship, but it also has periods of kind of laughs and good communication. But I think that is because you probably wouldn't, I don't know if you agree with this, but I think we're kind of more alike than you think. Mm. Hmm. I don't know if I'll agree with that one, if I'm honest with you. I think... Maybe I think I've, I always resemble more to dad's personality, but I think maybe I get some fieriness from you. Yeah, maybe potentially and competitiveness. I don't think I have your discipline, so I don't, that's something. I mean, all your academic prowess. Or you're going to need a bit of discipline to be a professional rugby player. Yes, but I have dad's discipline, which is enough, just not yours. You know, oh, I'm not right, going to okay. go on a juice cleanse or something like that. That's never going to happen. You know, you don't need to. You don't need to do that. Anyway, I thought it was quite ironic, and you still wanted to come on, even though you were sore that I wouldn't let you have a take. Well, it wasn't. I look, wouldn't let you well, have no, a takeaway. I just said really, pay for it yourself. What really got me quite butthurt was when you came to my room, and yeah, it was quite. It was 11:30 a.m. And you started being annoyed that I was asleep at 11.30. And I was like, I've got literally nothing to do or nothing on my agenda <laughs> apart from this podcast today. And you're having a go at me. And I, and I just was I just like, think what's that about? Being in bed at 11.30 on a day when it is 26 degrees outside is close to being a crime. I just can't well, believe it. In this room, it's so hot, it's close to being a crime. So. 
<laughs> the podcast room is very warm today because I turned the air conditioning on and accidentally knocked out the pipe. And so it was blowing hot air into the room. So that's why if you see any clips of this, Ruben has got what looks like a lake for a moustache above mm -hmm. his top lip. Mm -hmm. um, Ruben, let's talk again. Let's get on to the kind of nitty gritty of being a teenage boy in today's world and what it means to be a boy and masculinity and all those things which you've had to kind of navigate over the last few years. And these are conversations we've had quite a bit, aren't they? Yeah. About people like, I hate to say his name again, but Andrew Tate and those kinds of people on, why are you rolling your eyes at me? I just, I feel like we give him a platform when by talking about him. Okay, well, let's say some of those influencers okay. who have what I would say are negative toxic opinions about of course, women. But I don't think they actually have any power over genuine people. I think they have, have power over about 1% of boys who sadly are lost and maybe they don't get the attention from just that the, the they need in real life. They don't have anything they're majorly good at so anything to focus on. So they see this man come on the telly, come on the YouTube, say this is how you can fix all your problems. And it's obviously not true. You know, and he, I think half the th the outrageous things he says are just so he can get that attention from the media and have that just opinion in, in, in like, you know, society. So that mm. everyone's like, oh, Andrew Tate. Well, by, you know, getting on Piers Morgan, even if you think he's all awful, it gets him viewership and it gets him naturally popularity. Mm. You know, and there's always been people like this on YouTube, on TikTok. But the reason why he's grown so big is because he's managed to make his way into genuine media, not just social media. Are there more like him that we just don't know about? Yeah, there? loads, but no one respects them because they're just like, they're, half of them are like, because at least Andrew Tate, he's quite a well, you know, well-built man. He's not, he's not an ugly man. In, so, in so the masculinity that he exudes, what you're referring to there was his aesthetic kind of... Almost, yeah. Like the way, he, if he lived the same life as, you know, just, a, just an average human being, he would not be respected as much. It's because whether he's done it legitimately or not, he has a lot of money. He lives in a nice house. So people then idolise him because of that and mm. listen to what he says. What about your mates? Do, I, do my mates like idolise Andrew? No, because they just, I mean, they might, in a joking way, they go, they're like, you know, pretend like, to be him occasionally, mm. but that no one actually goes, yeah, what you're saying is right. Like, this is genuine. A lot of people take it as satire, mm. you know, and, and just think that's just, it's, it's so do you think do you think we should perhaps be less concerned by him and give him less attention? Is what Absolutely. I don't think he's got any power. He's on house arrest in Romania. <laughs> But he's symbolic, though, perhaps of um, what felt like a period of time, and it still kind of feels it, where boys are kind of struggling for the right role models. Would you agree with that? Because of obviously and rightly, uh, you know, attention being paid to the rights of women in society and progress that women have made in the last, you know, 25 years or so. And there was this kind of conflict of kind of like men have got to be all things. They've got to be caring and understanding, but they've also got to be masculine. They've also got to be, you know, do, do you think there was a bit of a confusion for, for, for young boys and men as you were growing up about how you can be all those things? Growing up in, in terms of being a child, not at all. I think if you're socialized into this society born, say around my time, 2005, it's, it's easier. Yeah. 2005. Um, it's easy because that's what you're brought up to, to just be emotional caring, as well as, you know, being a you know boy in my sense. Uh, but I think people before that, in that sort of era, when it was changing in the 80s and 90s, you know, or, or 70s, where women were getting more in power, as they should be, I think it's harder for them because they've grown up thinking one thing, and then now that it's sort of shifted. So the gen your generation, you my, think? Have I think my generation, it's not that hard. I think if you have the correct, if your parents raise you right, if you have the right school, you know, if, your, if your school teaches the right, right values, you know, it's not hard to fall off the path though and think, oh, I don't know. So I don't you think school's model. important in this, the morals I think, well, and values? To look at it from a sociological standpoint, primary, yeah, schools are sort of secondary socialization in the sense that schools are designed to get people ready for society. So in the modern era, that is, you know, to be 
what a modern person should be. So caring, this man, for example, caring, you know, loving, providing as well. But obviously the same for the woman. It's, it's a dual burden. The woman has the same things to do as whereas before it was two different functions. This sounds like something that you could have learned in sociology A-level. Yeah, I think I wrote that in my last paper, actually, <laughs> uh, two days ago. So that'd be why this so has been regurgitated. All, I know it wasn't your favourite topic, but it's gone in, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so mothers of kind of like, who are listening to this, who say got 13, 14-year-old boys and they know that their kids are on social media all the time. How can they, do you think, kind of intercept those, you know... Let me rebuttal this. How, what did you do when I was 13 and 14? What well, did you do? Well, you didn't, you didn't have a mobile phone till you were 13. Yeah. And no, when, 12. No, it was the end of year eight. Yeah. So you were nearly 13. I was still 12. Okay, but you were just a month away. The only yeah. reason I let you have it then was because you asked me, what did you say? You said, can I have my phone before term end so I can hand it in to my teacher in the yeah, morning? It was really embarrassing because like <laughs> they had like a box where you'd hand in your phone for the day. I used to bring fake phones in and hand them in. <laughs> and people were like, oh, you got a phone? I was like, yeah, I got a phone. No, I didn't. <laughs> So eventually I just felt really good handing it in. Uh, so, um, so you had, you know, a phone at that time and I didn't let you have like all the apps straight away. No, so you let me have Instagram, but not Snapchat, you know, so um, which at the time was fine. You know, there was no issue with that. Okay. Um, so when you started going on Snapchat and mm -hmm. then TikTok, TikTok wasn't even a thing when you first It was called it. Musically, actually. Was so, it? Do you, remember, do you remember Musically? No. I was obsessed with it from the ages of 11 to 12. And then it started like like trend. Is that the one what you used to, you used to do dance and stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's yes. the one. So they changed the name of it to We've TikTok. We've got some super embarrassing video somewhere of you doing. <laughs> I that. think it's online. I think <laughs> the account's public. So if you want to find it, <laughs> and uh, you then started using those things. And and like any parent, I was worried that you know you were going to be seeing things that you, your brain and your your mind wasn't ready for. You know because there are. What things is that TikTok? Do you mean? Yeah. Oh, I th but I think when I joined TikTok when, when I started when I was fourteen, thirteen, sort of lockdown each time wasn't it. Around there, no, it's 14, 15, about then. But that's when TikTok was really blowing up. Um, and there wasn't Andrew Tate's on there. There was TikTok boys who did dances. So there, <laughs> so there was no way I was going to be influenced. TikTok has changed a lot. And there was no way I was going to be influenced by the likes of Andrew Tate. Whereas now, if I was 14, you know, it could be a different story. I wouldn't have to tell you, obviously, because... I remember watching people just like dance with their cats. You know what I mean? When I was that age, not have, you know, <laughs> um, it's a, derogatory it, views on there at all. So if you, um, but there were things on there that, you know, you'd tell me about something that once you saw that was disturbing and we discussed it. And, uh, you know. Um, I think there was a link to like a, that my mate might have sent me. That. I don't think that was on, that was just online. And right. that was necessarily but it's there. still the same thing. You know, it's all in there, isn't it? It's in this phone. That's yeah, my yeah. point, you, right? You can access pretty much anything from yeah exactly so how and i you know what i think about you know phones and kids and i think in the future it's going to be seen as something that we can't believe we gave kids access to all these things at uh, such yeah. a young age um I, I don't think it will get that far i don't think people will be like oh you, that's outrageous you've got phone yeah i just think my generation me especially will, will sort of know the dangers more than your generation did so it will change in the access yeah, that but kids I think get we to did it. know potentially I, don't, I think you did I don't think most parents did because most kids had phones at 10 years old so I, I think by the time I'm old enough to have a child I think it'll be a whole generation of people who've come through social media as a childhood in adolescence so I think it will change and it'll be maybe like limit them from certain things what maybe, were you doing uh, I'm not sure I'm only 17 so I haven't decided quite yet my stance but I imagine probably around the same as you you know not let them have certain apps maybe probably Snapchat a bit later It'll be, but it won't be Snapchat then. It'll be something else. So 
but, depends what's but overall, you don't feel that it. I has... think you did the make the right decision giving it to me later. Oh, thanks, but at really. the time, I wouldn't have realised that. Obviously, because you just troll. argued with me all the time. Well, of course, I. Did, but you were cruel. One, one. I think my twelfth birthday party, they gave me a fake phone. It I didn't a, do that. No, you did. No, that it, was it Lois. It said Gabby, Kenny, and Lois. Yeah, it was a box. <laughs> it didn't say Gabby. It would say Mummy and Daddy. Uh, probably, um, but it was a box, and I thought it was a phone. It was a Nokia. I thought it's just a phone. I don't care. Yeah, opened it. It was a picture of a phone. I think that was Lois. I don't think it, it was, was a... not funny. <laughs> because you were obsessed this. by it. And, you know, it did leave me feeling... Yeah, I, I really thought I was getting a phone for that birthday. So I was thinking this is awesome. And then you no see, phone. Right, from a parent's point of view, so dad and I, and dad particularly, would link any time that you were, your behaviour was particularly kind of questionable or if you were being... Oh, I hated that when you did that. Link, should link, link any time I made any mistake was a bit moody. It was because of phones. And my God, it wasn't true. <laughs> That wasn't true. Maybe maybe sometimes I've been at too much and a bit cranky. Half the time, you know, I just had a bad day at school. So know? it was just hormones. Yeah, I mean, I was 14, 13. Like, you know, and but that's the hard thing about phones. It's hard for us to work out, you know, what is it? Why is he feeling like this? Well, or what's... It annoyed me that dad to this day still says that. You know, at the age of 18 goes, you're, you're in a bad mood because you're on your phone. No, I'm not. I'm just in a bad mood. I'm, I'm just not feeling great. I've done eight hours of vision today, you know, dad. I'm not. I'm just I'm just a bit down, all right? <laughs> Speaking of down and mental health issues, let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that because you about a year and a half ago, you said to me that told me that you were feeling anxious uh -huh. and you had anxiety and you wanted a bit of help with that. Let's talk a little bit about that because um, recognizing that you had anxiety, I think, comes from actually reading a lot about it and understanding, you know, what you're supposed to feel like and how you feel. How did you know it was something more than just a bad mood that day? Because um, my girlfriend at the time had noticed it quite a lot. And then she was like, you may as well, you know, go and see someone. There's no harm in it. You know, so I thought I'd just see what you had to say and think. What did anxiety feel like? I would just, I, 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 I can't describe it perfectly, but I'd say my chest was like quite tight for no reason or no apparent reason. And I just was like, and I just felt a bit like worried about things that I sh shouldn't be. And it would build up in my head. And I sort of realized that wasn't normal and it was happening a fair bit, you know, not all the time, but I mean, it wasn't a bad case, but I just thought I may as well get that, you know, have a look at that. Maybe talk to someone about it. Mm -hmm. There's no point, you know, not talking to someone about it. And now that you generally don't feel, I know your heart. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I was gonna wear this top to go out later and no, I'm not. <laughs> Now that you don't feel like that, you know, if you feel that coming on now, what are the things that you do to help yourself? Oh, I just think go for a run, maybe go in the gym. You know, gym helps me a, a lot with it. And at the time, I think I just was an emotional. I think it was more, could have been hormones having a bit of effect to it as well. You know, and I just feel like at the time I was just struggling with things because I just, I don't, can't tell you what, what helps with it. I just think staying positive is something quite easy to do if you just, if it's a mindset switch, not necessarily a long change. I think. You've just got to look at the world in a different outlook, you know, and, and just sort of... But you've of... done that quite successfully. I think a lot of people listening... Was that when got... I failed my, my theory test for the second time? Um, half past now, by the way. Um, but when I failed the second after time... After five I... attempts. Four. <laughs> One of them I fell asleep, so technically three. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember saying, mum was fuming. You were... No, come on. You... She was not happy. She was like, it costs 60 quid every go, which is no, fair. No, which no, no. Hold on. No, no, Let no, me... No, uh, uh, <laughs> which is fair enough. Okay, I'll give her that. But I just said, at least I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? At least I'm, at least I'm happy myself. I'm in a great mood. I'm happy. What would you want more than your child to be happy? So it was hard for it to come back from that one. Yeah, it was hard to come back from that. I was, no, the reason I was so annoyed on that so second. I was saying a results that, day as well. But. 
The reason I was so annoyed on that second one was because I knew you hadn't revised for it. And I thought, there's no point just keep entering these theory tests if you're not actually going to do the revision for it. So, yeah, and then the third one fell asleep. So Yeah. Um, and by the way, you did fail a fourth one and then you did it five times. <laughs> um, yes, correct. But going back, to, clarifying. Going, really back, going back to, if you do me a chore later, I might take that out of the podcast. Um, <laughs> going back to how you deal with that, because I think this is really important because communication is key and i think you've been really you've always been somebody that has a very um much worn his heart on his sleeve and if you don't feel great you talk about it right yeah which is a really brilliant attribute to, to be able to do that and i think that helps you and a lot of teenage boys don't they're not quite sure how to have those those conversations yeah. so what would you say to them if they were you know 13 14 and feeling like they should talk well, i think it's i think what you've got to appreciate that maybe you don't realize is that you know, you were very from the, since I was born, since I could talk, since I remember thinking, we were always we'd always talk about things. Nothing was ever really kept in. Whereas that's not the same in all families. It's different. There's different dynamics, and it might be harder to talk about things. So, but if you can't talk to your family, I suggest going to someone talk about you know, to your school. You know, and anyway, there's always a way that you can talk to someone. Whether it's online, there's help help mm -hmm. places. But I just feel like if you're feeling down, and it's consistent, and you're worried about it, just talk to someone. There's no harm in it. You're not going to get told off for it. You know. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Okay, let's talk about being a twin, which is a special relationship that I ha cannot relate to at all. I've got siblings, but obviously I've never had a twin. What What's it like having a twin? I th I, from my knowledge, I've only ever had a twin. I have no <laughs> other sister, so I, I don't think I can answer this without saying I assume it feels like having a sister who is also or a brother who is a similar age to you. So <laughs> you kind of do relate because your sister's like 11 months younger than you. But what is, I think, a bit different to is having a sort of similar friend group. And having so I think that's so you know I, which I think could bring you closer I think you know we don't argue that much we're not at each other's throats all the time so I think that helps it you know, I mean, you know we are friends who are friends you know what I mean so having sort of that, mm. that bubble that's similar and you've been together your whole lives obviously and you've been through you know loads of different things together you're going to go now you're going to leave home before she does you're going home very uh, leaving home very soon I did soon. say that when I was like five I, I predicted it so <laughs> how how do you think that's going to affect the dynamic of your relationship uh, I'm actually I'm not sure it will at all because uh, we, we have it, you know, due to social media, like you said, we mentioned before, you can talk to anyone anywhere. You can see anything, any, anytime. Do you think you'll keep in contact? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm still going to come home. I'm not going away forever, you know? So I'm going to see you her. WhatsApp bit. each other and Snapchat. WhatsApp whatever. it. No, we're not going to WhatsApp each other. We're going to call each other or text each other. And what about me? Are you going to call me every day? <laughs> For a fee. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, you're quite good at messaging me, actually. Do you remember, like, when you were at, at Shiplake and you used to you used to always send me messages, emails? Email you, yeah. Mum, I got address. detention. Sorry. 
Um, but you communicate with me in the middle of the day, which I, I'll be working away and something will pop up into my inbox. So, you yeah. get, so just keep texting me, messaging me, let me know you're all right, okay? Um, and that everything's going well because it's going to be a big change for us. Have you thought about that, how we're going to feel, the emptiness? My dad, I have, not you. I think you'll be fine. I think he'll maybe struggle a bit more, mainly because that's what he said. You know, so, <laughs> how, how do you think he's going to struggle? Well, he's going to be in a full feminine household, which I think is, you know, He's gonna try. luckily luckily for him, he's got a wife who knows a fair bit about sport and might watch some sports game with you know, with him. Probably much more than much more than he does. So he's lucky in that sense. But um He has asked if he could come up and stay in the spare room in your house in Northampton. Yeah, but I just think that is weird because like <laughs> it's an academy house with two eighteen year old kids. Like I've said to him, just get in the Premier Inn nearby, you know. <laughs> Come up for a pint, sure, but you're not crashing on the sofa, mate. What are you you're most fifty one, Kenny? What are you most worried about about leaving home? I think I mentioned it earlier. The uh, just keeping things tidy, cleaning, cooking, all the maintenance things, paying bills. I don't know how to do that. No one taught me. So why do you say nobody's taught you? Well, how do you pay them? Do you have to? Do I, do I just get them straight out my 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 bank? You set up standing orders or what's that? Direct. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I have set you. Still up. has not taught me this. This is going to be a busy week, isn't it? Before you Very. leave, Very. I have I have set you up a proper bank account as opposed to what you have now which is no, basically a, ba a baby ba bank account yeah like a monzo you'll find food is quite expensive yeah i, I i've realized that so i'm gonna what i'm gonna do is just look for bargains all over the gaff do you know what i mean just go in there and just find some cheap meat you don't want cheap meat though well i'm you're... sorry I'm, I'm living you know yeah but you're an athlete you've got oh, to put no, the best I'll... quality stuff inside you yeah but can then it's the money as well so that that, that causes a bit mm. of an issue in that i understand sense. that you're not on a massive salary no you're gonna have I'm to not. budget this yeah. is the thing you're gonna have to budget right you're gonna have to look at a piece of meat and think right what can i make out of this how long can it last not i'm going to eat everything in one well go. you know what we've got a, as bear grill said improvise overcome adapt because we, we don't have the budget so you know <laughs> oh well i'm glad bear grills is bringing you up that's good so we're we're very excited about the the food bill going down i have to tell you rubes i reckon it'll cut in half <laughs> i reckon it will literally what about like being with all the adults that you're going to be with you know does that oh, scare you a little yeah. bit yeah it's the banter the big and boys. whether i can just keep up you know but, you know courtney law's place for northampton in yeah, your but position. i'm just hoping he doesn't talk to me you know he will talk to you let's me get on with things you know I mean? these are all you know i just got added to the group chat what to the scene? The big one. I was like, I was like, I have technically have those guys' numbers now. You are. I would never call them or text them, <laughs> but I, they're available for me. Do you know what I mean? Um, are you nervous about anything at all in terms uh, of the rugby part? Well, things? what I found out is that the backs and forwards. Well, this is what Henry's told me. The backs and forwards do different gym sessions. So I've got to show up the first one with him, and he knows everyone, and I'm just gonna be like on my ones with these huge mammoth of men. You know what I mean? So. I'm sure they'll look out for you. I'm sure by the end of the summer, you'll all be best of pals. It's going to be great. Well, I just, you know, I'll just get on with it. You know, As yeah. my, what my dad said is head down. Don't talk to him for three weeks. So <laughs> I'm taking his advice because he's been there. So I, I'm quite mouthy. So if I, if I mouth off and then, you know, get to training and get thumped. No, you don't want to do that. No. So no. just stay quiet. You see, there aren't nice. many people that start their f first job and worry about getting thumped, but it is kind of part of the... Yeah, it's part of the game. And when mom. you say thumped, you know, let's it's not a bullying culture. Let's just... No, it's, it's, let's be clear, it's not. <laughs> that's just the nature of that. That's how it works. Yeah. You know I mean? Somebody puts a big hit so, in on so, training. Yeah, I'm going to be trying to put big hits on, but I just feel like some of the other guys might be a little bit better than me at doing that. So... Yeah, it's, it's so exciting. It's so it exciting. It's, it's a phenomenal opportunity. It is a great opportunity. Scary, and you've worked but, hard. Yeah. And that's the other thing I want to talk about as well is is sporty kids. A lot of parents have contacted me and said, oh, my kids are sporty. And how do you, you know, how does, because, you know, to get to where you've got, obviously, is a lot of hard work. But there were points along the way where you didn't appear to want it. 
you didn't seem to be kind of applying yourself. You well, that is the nature of being 12 years old, mum. So, <laughs> you know, what? yeah, mum, mum's saying I wasn't applying myself at age seven. Sorry, mum. No. I, I, did, I reckon I started applying myself in year 11, which is when I'm 15. So I, I'd say okay, that's not applying myself is I think you pushed me and thought that potentially I was a bit better and, and, and was more committed than I was at a young age. Right. You know, it, it, you know, that, when you say pushed you, what do you mean? Well, like, like you would tell me that. Oh, do you want to be? Do you want to be an athlete? When I was going out to my mate's house at the age of fourteen, <laughs> and it was like, I, d I don't know, mom. You know. But so, you did. You said you wanted to do it. Yeah, but I, yeah, but you. I, I know. I said I wanted to do it, but like in the sense that earlier on in life, I, I didn't decide I probably wanted to do it. Like it was sort of just what I said I wanted to do. And then when I was fifteen, I thought, okay, I've got a chance. So that's meant the most of it. So you feel that perhaps when you were saying this is what I want to do and I would say, well, should you be going out and doing that? that perhaps... oh, it just annoyed me sometimes, mum, I'll be honest, because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm my father's son. I enjoy going out and having fun. So and you are, you know, you're very committed to the gym, you know, fitness, so committed, your diet. We are very different approaches to life. Um, I enjoy going out, but I also enjoy working hard. So I'm I like I live a happy balance. You seem to think that I've gone through life without ever going to. I I, I truly believe that you've never been to a house party. Of I'll stand by that till I die. I have been to. House and I think party. you went out three times in three years at Durham. I mean that. No, I. I think you did. Charlotte said otherwise. So. <laughs> I did go out and I did have a good time, but I don't. You know, I didn't perhaps go out nightclubbing every night when I was at university. That's for sure. And I don't love nightclubs. I'll be honest. So. Well, that's I like, you've been to them twice. You've given them a shot. You know? <laughs> Fair house parties, and I don't mind, you know, a gentle festival. That's fine as well. When was last time to a festival? Actually, you don't say Penfest. That's not Cas Festival. Penfest. That was the last time. Yeah. Well, what, what, when you were my age, what, what festivals did you go to along that? I didn't go to festivals at your age. They didn't have festivals for kids when when I was. Glastonbury was still about. Yeah, as if I could afford to go from Leeds to Glastonbury. Well, Le yeah. Leeds is it Leeds? Leeds Fest. Fest is at least. I don't know if Leeds Festival actually happened when I was a kid. All right. Yeah, you'll you'll forever go. You'll forever grow up thinking that I, for some reason that I'm a fun sponge, and we can't change that. So I think it's a family consensus. <laughs> uh, family. Speaking of family, growing up with me and dad as your parents, and obviously the jobs that we do, people know what we do. Uh, honest assessment: Has that been a problem for you at all? Because people do ask me this question, and I go, well, I, I don't think so. I do get a bit of chat, and I will get a bit of chat about you being my mum. Bad, bad chat. Oh yeah, uh, banter. You know that I've just got to sort of, you know, got to deal with, and I feel like that might come up in the in the rugby playing world because na the nature of that you are a sports presenter. So, dad doesn't come up as much because not many people know him. So they don't remember him playing. Well, yeah, there's people. Some people do. Some people don't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so generally you you feel it's been. I, a I generally think that there hasn't been that much of an issue with it, and I think maybe when I was younger, I found it like quite hard because uh, I get like taken the mech out of for it, but eventually I just sort of, you know, when you grow up naturally, you just go. Phew. Just got to deal with it as it is. Could we have done anything different? No. Well, yeah. If you if you could have done anything different, you would have been, a, a, you know. Done a different job. Done a different job. Yeah. So it's like you can't, nothing you could have done as a parent would mm. differ. So let's let's just sum up. We're coming towards the end of our, our time together. Is, that, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I, I'd like to ask you a few questions, actually, Mum. Oh, okay. What's it like being a, a, a parent that has to sort of, you know, navigate that who you know getting in squads not getting in squads you know mm -hmm. which for me has been obviously well i think you might not think this i mean we're enormously proud of how you've worked and how hard you've worked but as i know you i know you know that bit but you might not realize how much we take on your emotion you know so the thing that i always people say are you worried when reuben plays rugby and this sounds terrible i can't think about the injuries because 
Otherwise, I just wouldn't enjoy watching you, you play. You did when I moved to Bat Row because you were like, you saw it when you found out, oh, I'm in a Bat Row now, as opposed to a prick little winger. You were like, ooh. Well, I was worried that you'd kind of... You, you I know, think it was cauliflower as we were main worried. Cauliflower as we were main worried. It was a yeah. main thing. But, I, but I, what I do worry about is if you don't play well, how that will affect you. Because, yeah. because I know that you know that you will take it on board really badly and you'll feel terrible about yourself. Yeah. So I just always want you to have a good game, you know, so that you come away feeling good about yourself. That's So when I watch you, it's not that I, I'm not thinking about what could happen to you physically. And maybe I should, but I just don't want to deal with that part yeah. of it. I want you to have a good game so that you feel good because the emotional roller coaster of having a child in sport is very real, you know, because sometimes you're feeling great about yourself and your self-esteem obviously is going up and down. And because you weren't super academic at school and didn't... That's very nice especially cutting it. <laughs> super academic, I like that. Use that uh, more often. Because you uh, got a lot of your self-esteem from sport, I wanted you to feel good about yourself when you did sport. So I think that's the thing. And, you know, we've had obviously to travel all over the place with you and dad's taking you up to Coventry twice a week when you're at WASP training and, you know, traveling all over, doing it. It's obviously a family effort, isn't it? It's a, it's a team effort to get you to places and make sure that... But that part I really enjoyed and I don't see it as a sacrifice. I think we all really enjoyed, you know... Well, let's be fair on this part. Coventry and the traveling most of the time is dad. Dad did a lot of that. He did yeah. a lot of that. But he enjoys that more. Now, so here's a little story for you. So I think you must have been to Coventry maybe over the three years, like six or seven times. I think a bit more than that. I th- oh, come on. Don't, <laughs> don't lie to the people. Come on. Uh, but dad, he was week in, week out. One time, she drove me from my school to Coventry, which is where the WASP training was, Central Midlands training at that point. And I remember you said for about It was about, about two week, and a half hours, wasn't it? Yes, but that was every time for dad. And dad, you would just come on, I've just driven to Coventry. And dad was like... <laughs> Really? I never do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> God forbid you just to go from here to Northampton, well, you'd hate it. We'd, we'd travel, for, so we'd leave home at three but and get back at ten at night. So yeah, it's it a seven-hour seven hour round, round trip. trip. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to be fair, to give you credit, me and Dad were very used to it after three years. Whereas, Do you think it was good for your relationship with Dad to have that time together? And we argued a fair bit in the car. I think my friend <laughs> Alex has a video where he's just sat in the back and we're just gnarling at each other. It, it, it depends who, who we were with. If it was someone that we wouldn't usually take, we wouldn't argue, but it, it could kick off. Yeah, know? yeah. I asked you the other day, we were talking about doing this podcast together, and I asked you the other day about things that kind of like might have made you, you know, we talked about your anxiety earlier on and when, how you dealt with things like that. And I said, what do you think made it like that? And you said something really interesting to me. You said school. Let's talk a little bit yeah, about, about school. School? In this modern environment, um, and it's not any school's fault particularly, I don't think. I think it's just a, the way we to, educate. Having to, yeah, the way we educate and having to deal with just, uh, especially boys' schools, kids who are all going through puberty and all the hormones are sky high, up and down, up and down, up and down. And so it just gets a bit sort of boisterous and it gets a bit sort of, you know what I mean? It's quite a scary environment for, for, a, for a kid to go into, especially at 13. Uh, six months, a bit more calmed down, but it's still, you know, you still have like sort of a, it's, it's difficult to deal with, like, you know, the social pressures, academic pressures, even sporting pressures. So, it's, you know, it all sort of accumulates mm. and it can get quite stressful. Ruben, thank you so much for coming on The Midpoint and sharing your, you know, experiences and things you kind of learnt and I guess how you've navigated some of the teenage pitfalls and some of the teenage mm-hmm. challenges. 
the thing I should ask you before we go, you might not have noticed or heard, but I talk about the menopause quite a bit. <laughs> I haven't seen any ads on any tubes or buses, you know, or be sent any pictures of, look, it's your mum on the, on the bus. So um, I so, wouldn't know. So uh, we've talked about that, obviously, at home as a family. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think I'm going to go through it. I think I'm going to <laughs> You probably know a lot more about the menopause than most 17-year-old boys. I, I think that is safe to say, yeah. I think that's a safe judgment. <laughs> uh, do you think it will help you going forwards when you kind of like well, deal... understanding women? Well, just understanding women generally. Your understanding of women. Yeah, of course, you know. I feel like, you know, well, when I get older, because you've spoken about it quite a bit, I think I'll understand But you are going you on. are going to come into contact with women of my age when you even not when you're older. No, I appreciate that. You know, I, I, you might be, there might be somebody at the club when you go to Northampton, a woman who works, you know, in, admin. she might be an admin, she might be one of the physios, she might, yeah, you yeah. might even come across somebody in the media, you yeah, know. Yeah, of course. So you'll, you know, have an understanding of what goes on. And yeah, I have, of course, I have an, uh, no, I've not got a detailed understanding, but I understand the principle of what it is and how it works. Yeah, in the same way that you knew what was going to happen in puberty. Well, no, I don't think I did when I was, when I, when I, when I, just, I was excited more or less when I was 11. <laughs> Because everyone's like, how do, how, how do I go from that to that? When does it happen? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but in terms of your sister, you know, with, well, with yeah. Lois as but well. But I think also school does a great job now, and in my generation, of teaching that. You know, I knew what, I knew what it was for girl and boy going into puberty when I was like 12, 13. Right. But now you've got the full range of life. It's all exactly. out there. It's all out there. Yeah. It's all to look forward to. Can't wait. Um, I'm going to let you go because you've got sweat actually pouring in your eyes. Yeah, I can't see. It's gone. <laughs> I cannot see. This room is about 120 degrees Yeah, now. I can't see in that eye. <laughs> it's getting really painful now. And I don't want to inhibit the rest of your day because um, I'm sure you've got something exciting planned. I do. You're a barbecue. A, you're off to a barbecue with your friends. Ruben's living uh, his kind of whole summer in a week, basically. Yeah, I, well, yeah, because I'm obviously going off to work. I like saying that. Rubby's work. That's brilliant, isn't it? It is brilliant. <laughs> You're going off to work yeah. and your mates are going off to uni. So I'm gramming it all of this week. Gramming it. Gramming it is one of your made up words. There we again. go. I've done it again. I've been <laughs> in the room talking for too long. Okay. Thank you so much, Ruben, for coming on the midpoint. Uh, maybe you'll check back in with us uh, you know, a few months down the line when you've been a professional rugby player for a few months and see if it was everything you expected. Brilliant. Can't wait. Okay. Love you lots. Love you lots. Bye. I'll spring. I don't know. It's kind of like the end of the podcast. I see. Okay. All right. I'm done. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.